What's going on, everybody? My name is Dallas, and this is the place where we talk about food in and around Victoria, BC. And in this particular instance, we're talking cookies, which if anybody knows me, they know that I'm like a cookie monster, but we have the cookie guy here with us. Matthew, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Dude, how does it feel to be called... Can I call you the cookie guy? You can call me the cookie guy. Most of my friends do now. Really? I hardly get my name ever anymore. It's just, how, does he, how do you feel about that? You know, the first little bit, you kind of expect it when I first opened the cookie guy. And then it got really weird for a while because you're meeting new people all the time when you open a business. And they just refer to you as the cookie guy. And all of a sudden it's like, this is my identity lost, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming full circle. People know me by my name now. Dude, so... Take me back. Like, how did you get involved with cookies? How did this all work? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a hobby for me, right? So I was down playing tennis at university in the States. Um, and that's where I really started, you know, living on your own, baking a little bit. Um, before that, you know, learning a little bit from mom, grandma, that kind of stuff. But um, I was in a corporate job, um, enjoyed it, but wanted to do my own thing. And I was on a drive from Dallas, Texas, where I was living at a time to move back to Victoria, um, coming back close to family here uh, in Victoria. So and were you born in Victoria? I was not. I moved here when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a Canadian mom, uh, American dad. Okay. Um, so we kind of split time back and forth. Um, so yeah, I moved here in high school, went to Oak Bay High School. And uh, I actually dropped out of my home at class there, cooking class. <laughs> Well, you obviously didn't need it. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, yeah, a couple of friends that had that class with me when I said I was opening up a cookie shop, they kind of were like, jaws dropped, are you sure, type of thing. But worked out so far. Uh, but yeah, on that drive from Dallas back to Victoria, I was trying to decide between a bar, a gym, and a cookie store. And figured the cookie store was a little bit more unique than a bar or gym in Victoria. Yeah, it's like the other two are kind of like you have health. Then you have a bar and then like cookies, maybe somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Apparently my three hobbies don't go well together. I wonder if, I wonder if there's some way, yeah, you could do it all at the same time. You could. <laughs> you could. Might be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So are any of the recipes for the cookies, are those yours or like, are they your grandmother's, your mother's or? Um, they're all ones that when I was in university, I kind of landed on. So like the, the main one was the chocolate chip, right? So mm -hmm. um, friends, it's the easy one, right? Um, easy as in everyone likes a chocolate chip cookie, but you got to do it right. Um, trick with cookies is, uh, you know, you have to have good base ingredients and then you add the flavor profiles. Um, so from there, like, I mean, before I was really coming up to start the cookie guy, like I didn't know how to make my white chocolate chip almond cookie, but I just started fooling around in the kitchen and ended up with it. Right. Same with my peanut butter cookie. I didn't have a good peanut butter cookie until I really started getting after it. Um, doing test batches with a cookie guy and just adjusting as you know how to when you start baking a lot. And so like how long, if you come up with a flavor you want to do, how long does it take for you to sort of get to that position where you're like, okay, this is good enough where we can sell this? Um, so our current feature, lemon, uh, lemon vanilla sugar cookie that we're doing right now. Um, I, I actually just had it for the first time today. It's been on the menu for about a month. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't been eating much sugar lately. I'm on a keto diet right now. And that's oh. why, that's why I haven't had it. That's been miserable by the way. Um, but I was talking to one of our bakers, Toshi, um, in the kitchen here with me. I said, Hey, let's add some lemon zest. Let's do, you know, two tablespoons of lemon, see where we're at. Um, and today was the first time to have it. He got it on the first iteration. He's like, this is good. Let's go for it. So I think he was in the kitchen on a, on a Wednesday night baker's hours. And on Thursday we launched it. Really? Yeah. 
So is that is that abnormal for like that sort of turnaround? You know, um, well, no, because we're we're a small batch. So like, if we decide to do something the day of, it's just like getting the photos done and putting it on our website. Um, so we're quick turnaround in that gar- regard because you know, small batch, we can we can do what we want. If we were making you know three thousand of the same flavor at a time, we'd put a little bit more thought into it. Yeah. Um, but when you're only making a few dozen at a time, it's like okay, we can we can do this and risk it. Like if people don't like it, we just stop tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, what's the I don't know. Cookies are always really good unless you like, like really like burn it. And it's just like a hockey puck. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. So ours are soft and chewy, right? Yes. But we get people coming in and especially our peanut butter cookies. They're like, do you have any that are like a little bit more well done? Like really? we're soft and chewy. They want something a little bit more brittle. Um, so, you know, everyone's got their, their little, um, what do you call it? Textures and, and everything like that, that they, to their palate that they like. Um, so you're not always going to suit everyone. It's interesting. But I think like, we do a decent job. Dude, you guys do a killer job. But like, um, there's an Italian restaurant in town and they were telling me one time, people would come in and complain that the pasta wasn't cooked properly because it's <laughs> El, Dante, or El Dente. Yeah. And the people wanted it like mushy. So it is, people do have taste, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, every, everyone likes their, likes their own flavor profile and texture is a big part of flavor profile. Um, so we don't always get it right. I mean, sometimes we'll do like... I'm trying to think of our biggest bust that we've ever done. Um, you know, I, I think we did something like a, it was supposed to be like a trail mix cookie. Um, so it had um, raspberry or cranberries, um, oatmeal, bunch of nuts, and it was on the healthier side. But I think we had it out for like three days and not not a single person bought it when they came in. So really? Like, all right, we're done with this one. I'm trying to picture that. I mean, with your cookies, I can't picture something with all that in it. Yeah, so take our oatmeal cookie and add a add a like cranberries, nuts, some white chocolate, some dark chocolate, that kind of stuff, and yeah, it was just. I mean, we sold a handful, but it wasn't nearly enough to keep it going. Understood. And yeah. how many cookies do you always have in the shop at a time? Uh, I'd say at a minimum, we're doing nine nine normal flavors, and then one of each gluten sensitive and one vegan cookie, so eleven. Okay. Um, but that'll like around the holidays, we'll have like three to four features going at the same time. So we're at 13, 14 types of cookies at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, tax season, accountants love cookies when they're stressed out. So we'll do a couple extra features that time of year too. Really? You've noticed that? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, we're, we're gifting, right? We're more than just like coming into the cookie store and grabbing one cookie. People send people cookies that are warm, um, arrive on delivery and some like, your accountant finishes your taxes. Nice way to thank them is to send them some cookies. Dude, that would be so awesome just to receive some. Well, I mean, I got some the other day. Yeah, we just so, we just started that late night. Yeah, let people know. So what are you doing right now? Uh, so Thursday to Saturday, we found a need where a lot of our um, loyal customers are saying, hey, I got sweet tooth late at night. I'd really like to get some deliveries past 6 p.m. because that's traditionally that's as late as we've gone. Uh, so we just launched that this past Thursday. Um, and what, what was that, like the 8th? What yeah, something. Yeah, like the 8th. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the feedback initially has been fantastic. I mean, there aren't a ton of dessert options late at night to be delivered, right? So um, yeah, we're delivering warm cookies, ice cream. Um, our ice cream has been getting reviews that I was not expecting. Like I'm getting text messages from people saying, hey, this ice cream might be better than your cookies. Okay. Which so now, surprised me more than anything, to be honest. To be like, can I just say, it's not fair for you to make those go to cookies, but then also have that ice cream? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just quoting other people. I'm not actually saying it myself. No, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it's not fair. But with the ice cream, how many different flavors do you ever have at that at a time? Can people come in and buy that, buy the pint? 
Yeah, so they can come in and buy it as a half pint pint, and then they can actually make their own ice cream sandwich in the store. Uh, so you come in, pick your two cookies, pick your ice cream flavor. We make an ice cream sandwich for you. I guess, sorry, we're rebranding it to Cookie Witch. Yes. Um, rather than ice cream sandwich, but it's an ice cream sandwich. Um, flavors, we've got, let's see, we got our vanilla, chocolate, espresso, peanut butter, and mint chip right now. Uh, so just five on the menu right now. Uh, with the coronavirus, we've kind of narrowed our menu a little bit, so we can cut back on waste. But Is the mint chip, is that a one you usually do? Yeah, so mint chip uh, has been on the menu for just over, I guess, two, two full summers and then maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, we've been getting some interesting feedback on that because we took the green coloring out of our mint chip. Yeah, I noticed um, that. And, uh, you know, it's caught a few people off guard, but we figured one less one less ingredient in it and it still tastes exactly the same. So. Yeah, you don't need it then. Yeah. No, the mint chip is my actually my favorite ice cream. Okay. Yeah. And I, I can't and do like... Where does our stand... I haven't had it, I don't think. Oh, I didn't send you mint chip the other night? No. Oh, we'll do that soon. No, I haven't tried it, but um, I forgot what my train of thought was. Oh, when, when you have like mint ice cream and someone just puts chocolate in it, like it's not the same thing. There's something about having the actual chip yeah. in it that makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's, well, I think that's the texture thing again, right? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the ice cream, do you guys do other flavors as well, like as a feature or is it just stick to just those ones yeah and I, the one i failed to mention is our feature right now but we've got a, a lemon vanilla feature to go with our lemon vanilla sugar cookie as well so yeah uh, that that sugar cookie caught me you kind of caught me off guard yeah. the other day when i got that thing and i tried it it was just labeled feature so you didn't know what you're getting i didn't into. know what it was and it was just like oh my god this is like the lemon hits you and it was just like it was super refreshing yeah it was like the, that was almost like the perfect thing to be eating at like 10 30 at night nice nice yeah this is like i said it's the first time we've done it yeah um I honestly, we posted our first Instagram post on it, and I think it may have been one of the most uh, um, active Instagram posts we've had in 2020 so far, um, which is like, to say a lot because throughout like the phase one, phase two close downs, um, we were very active on Instagram and the local community was very supportive, but people were like stoked on this. Um, and it wasn't one that I was expecting to get like a strong reaction to. It was more of one I was like, eh, let's do something lemon. We haven't done it yet. It'll be fun. And maybe it'll last a couple of weeks, but it's, uh, people have been asking for it to stay on the permanent menu. And again, that was, you, you tried it or it got tried the night before the next day it was out. Yeah. Toshi, uh, I, I think I had, I, I texted him when he was coming into a shift. I said, um, go buy some lemons real quick. Um, I want you to add this, like, I think we have in one batch, we have like the zest of one lemon and then two tablespoons of lemon juice. And, um, I said, play around with it. Let me know what you think. And he's like, yep, good to go. And so from the very start of the business, you guys have always been doing delivery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that, uh, that was sort of a pillar, like when you were opening, that was going to happen? So that was very intentional. Um, it was weird though with Victoria because we opened before Victoria even had skipped the dishes. Um, so if you were ordering delivery for food, it was pizza, Chinese, Thai in Victoria. You weren't really like skip the dishes, uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats has changed the game, right? Yeah. And it changed the game for us because... Once they normalized more delivery, it was good for our business. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, phase one, phase two, shut down the coronavirus um, because we were already set up for that. Um, you know, we love having customers walking in our door, but the fact that we were able to lock our door and then do contactless deliveries was huge for us. That's something I've seen actually with COVID um, and with the shutdown. The places that were already established in, I think in people's heads as a delivery place, those places crushed for sure when things were closed down 
And then you have the other places that normally you might be fancier or something that you would never consider, or they never did really delivery, right? Yeah. And they had to sort of transition to that. But I think that people weren't thinking about those places in that, in that scope. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it was actually really cool to see some local businesses that weren't transition really quickly, really well into it as well. Yeah, I was impressed with quite a few places. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, that changed the landscape of everything. I mean, you had like the village, for example, became a grocery delivery for a little bit. And they were so quick to make that change. I, like the day they announced, I was like, that is such a good idea. And they were doing it the next day. Yeah, I think they were one of the first places to close down voluntarily. Yeah. And then Jason and Brian, like they just unloaded that. And ever since then, they, they've been like um, sort of evolving as time's going on. Because I saw they just evolved again in another iteration yeah, of yeah. something. So um, I actually need to go down there this uh, this week because I saw that go and I was like, yeah, I need to be going and trying that. Yeah, I, I love them a lot. I, and I want to have them on, come on one of these podcasts soon. Yeah, they're, they're two good guys. But the deliveries, so I, it's funny, um, a little bit of a story, I guess, that when you were on Douglas Street, Blanchard or Blanchard yeah. Street, sorry. You were there and we did a CTV segment with Joe. We did. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was really fun. And so Mike and I got, cause you had these big backpacks Yeah, yeah. That, pe that people, I guess would walk with the cookies in the backpack. Yeah. And it was like this monster big square thing. And Mike and I left the place to go to deliver some businesses. Yeah. I think we went to a, a dental shop and a flower shop. Yeah. Yeah. They were, then they were stoked. And we left the store, and at that time they were um, start they were starting to That's film CTV right. or the um, the Amazing Race. Yeah. So people saw the CTV camera and they thought we were on the Amazing Race. Yeah, we had I think at a certain point like there was a gallery outside the windows of the Cookie Guy on Blanchard Street looking in because they thought something was going on. Yeah, which yeah. is hilarious. It was that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, so with COVID, have you how how have you found that then? You found it's been really good. Yeah, I mean, you, you lose the walk-in traffic, right? And we have that back now. Um, like I said, we were fortunate to the fact that we could walk our front door. Um, our website was already set up. People were comfortable using our website, at least customers that had before. Um, and we took to social media hard. Um, and I think a lot of business did because we had to. And, you know, Victoria is a very special place where the community really supports local businesses. Um, and you know, we are not, I mean, cookies are a normal food, but we're not a normal takeout food service. Yeah. Um, so where we found our niche of gifting people was a really cool way, um, for people to stay in touch. And what I'm working on right now, I wish I had it done right now, but we're working on, um, a wall for behind you. And it's going to be all of the notes that people sent from one another. Um, not only during COVID, but since we opened, um, just to give examples of like why you would send cookies. So everything from, Hey, thinking of you to, I love you to happy birthdays. I mean, people like think about how many birthdays happened alone during phase one, phase two lockdown of course. and people weren't able to have their birthday party. So, you know, communities doing the drive by like van carousels of, um, birthdays, but the cookies were a really cool way to stay in touch there too. Do you have a name for the wall? What you're going to call it? Not yet. You got something for me? I don't know. I just think like the wall of love or something. Yeah. I mean, in the back of my mind, one of our first marketing things um, when we first opened was say something sweet. Mm. Um, so in the back of my mind, I kind of thinking of having like big letters, say something sweet with all the messages behind it. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, something along those lines. Because and so you're just going to have like a big sort of mirage or um, just like just tons of this all over the place. Yeah. So like, I mean, I, I kind of think of it as, you know, the pictures at John's place. 
you know, you walk into John's place and it's just all the photos everywhere. Yeah. Just to have the notes um, all over the wall. One thing that's interesting too, when I talk to people is they say, how does this, how does this guy open a shop that only sells cookies at the start? Like, how does he do that? And he's downtown, there's crazy rent. And he, like, I think you said in your first year, like you were doing like lights out. Yeah. I mean, you know, I come from a financial background, so I've had very good budgeting skills. Yeah. Uh, and anytime you're starting a business, like you got to be about that. Right. So that was fortunate. Um, you know, the first year expectations like surprised me or I guess my expectations were exceeded. I think I talked to you right after the first year. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it wasn't a profitable year, but the fact that in our first year I was able to do, um, I think it was $230,000 worth of cookie sales. Like to me, I was like, wasn't expecting that year one, or maybe year three. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's been growth every year. Um, we expanded to two locations. Then we ran into lease negotiation troubles. Um, so we made the decision to move everything to uptown. Um, so it's, it's had its ups and downs. Um, you know, in that first year we opened in October, um, end of January, I was like, man, we've got to have two good days in a row or I can't make payroll. Really? Yeah. Um, and that was because I was learning as I was doing it. Right. Um, we had like literally the next two days were amazing days and I made payroll. And then we had our first Valentine's day, which was our first ever day of like being sold out of deliveries. Um, so that day alone, I was like, okay, we're good until like end of May at least now. Right. Like it just, it, it gives you that comfort. Um, and then of course, like the more people send cookies to people who've never had them, the more likely that person who received them sends them, uh, the more likely that person's going to send them again because they got a good um, feedback from that first delivery they sent out. Um, and then I thought we were going to kill it through the summer. And that first July was so rough. And I thought, I, I thought again in that July, um, because I started hiring like crazy, like numbers were good, but I would just planned for a different type of July. Um, and that was before we did ice cream, by the way. Um, and it was a rough July. Um, but we made it through, um, and got through that first full year. Um, and the next July, I definitely had ice cream on the menu. We were ready to go. I'm sad because you said that now people can't really see you do the process of making the ice cream, right? Yeah. So we're in a little bit of a smaller space here at Uptown, um, bigger than our original space at Uptown. We were in one of those 200 square foot kiosks originally. Um, so we've got this new storefront a little bit larger than what we were in, but smaller than downtown. Um, and just not enough counter space to make every serving of ice cream in front of people. Um, and we would do that with liquid nitrogen, which is pretty you know, unique to Victoria because you don't get that in the front of house very much in Victoria. Yeah. Um, so we're still making it with liquid nitrogen, um, but we're having to do it to where we're making it into larger batches so that we can scoop from it. So if somebody's lucky they can still come in and see that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you come in and it's quite the process, it yeah. looks like it looks really cool. Yeah, it's, it's it's a show. Like, right, you go through our Instagram and like, there's photos of it, there's videos of it, but um, it's it's a really cool experience. Um, but yeah, if you come in and we're out of chocolate ice cream, let's say, um, if you ask really nicely, our staff will probably pull out the uh, the kitchen maid for some liquid nitrogen and make you some chocolate ice cream. That's so sick. And so for people that haven't had liquid nitrogen ice cream. What's different like when you have that versus what you would expect with ice cream? Yeah. So, I mean, ice cream, the creaminess to it, and uh, I have no formal training in ice cream making, but from my research, um, the creaminess to ice cream not only comes from the dairy you use, but how quickly you can freeze it. 
Um, so liquid nitrogen is, well, I'm not a scientist, but negative 180 degrees Celsius. Let's go with that. Um, it flash freezes it, right? So you're, we make your ice cream when we used to make it out in front in less than two minutes. Um, so we, we put in our ice cream mix, we flash freeze it, and it's just like a very rich, creamy ice cream. Um, and what you're able to do with that is you can add ingredients as you go. So you can make a lot more, you can have a bigger menu with it, right? And again, so if people come in, they can choose two cookies, choose your ice cream and just make your own custom, uh, cookie, witch, right? Yeah. Two, uh, any two cookies, um, any ice cream flavor. Um, and I think when you combine all of our, our cookies and ice creams, it's like over like 300, 400 different types of combinations that you can make for your cookie, witch. so you just gave people like 300 reasons to come here. Exactly. There's 365 days in a year, folks. So how's, how's the evolution been with like, when you had to transition down from downtown to here, like, have you, how have you found Uptown to be in as a, as an area? Yeah. So Uptown has been fantastic. Um, we knew that when we opened our first location or sorry, second location, first location here, um, you know, it's good. You have, I mean, you used to have a ton of offices full of filled with people working, um, but the traffic that comes through, I mean, you go right outside our doors, you got that water feature. Um, so in the summertime, like families are here, kids are here. Like, it's just, it's a good time. Um, it's been really strategic with our deliveries though. Um, we deliver to more areas than we ever did before. Um, we're delivering a lot to downtown still. So if you miss the guy downtown, you can still get it. Um, but when we were downtown and that was our only location, um, we had to deliver to Broadmead. It was, it was a long trek. Um, we're doing Saturdays where we deliver to Langford now. If we were downtown, we wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, so from the delivery standpoint, very, very strategic. Do all the, do all the deliveries come in the cookie guy car? Um, majority of them are okay. getting to the point where we've got the smart car going. Um, and then there are days of the week where we have to bring in a second vehicle. Um, and that's typically just a staff member's vehicle that's, that's running those. But it's all done in-house. You don't outsource the delivery at all. No, we're all in-house on the deliveries. Yeah, which I think that that's really smart if you are able to do that. Because, I mean, just the, the percentage you give up when you use those other services. Yeah, it, it can be steep. And I've always found that to keep up with what we have to do, um, you know, you do those other ones make sense if you don't have to bring in another staff. Yeah. But the second you bring in a, an additional staff to do those, uh, it starts not making sense because the amount that you give up, plus you have on the extra payroll going, uh, makes it tougher to make it work because you have to be basically, it has to be enough orders to make that extra staff member go full on, right? And a big thing like with your stuff is that it always is delivered warm. Yeah. And you, you have to rely on their drivers to pick up on time because you're pulling it out of the oven and boxing it up. Um, and you have to rely on their drivers getting there quickly. So that's, uh, you know, it's a question mark. They, they typically did a decent job, um, but it's always a question mark. And how hard is it? So like getting that whole delivered warm thing, did that take some time to sort of figure out and like get that whole system down uh -huh. or how did that go? Um, we were, so it's gone pretty well. Um, the day before opening. So we originally, um, I had bought a scooter for us to do all of our deliveries on. And that's why we had those backpack carriers that you were talking about. So someone could throw that backpack on, hop on a scooter and go. The day before we opened, um, so before we opened, we did a little bit of a pre-open where we walked deliveries to all the offices downtown that we could find um, and just be like, hey, we're here. We open soon. Um, the day before we opened, we finished this day of staff training. I had some warm cookies. I was like, I'm going to hop on the scooter, rip around Victoria and deliver to my friends. 
um, got about three or four turns into it and realized these cookies are like shifting around in this backpack, get to the first friend's house and all the cookies were just destroyed in this thing. And I was like, God, we open tomorrow. What am I going to do here? Um, so we used, we used my F-150 for the first like two weeks to deliver cookies. Fortunately, we didn't have very many deliveries in that first two weeks, but, um, yeah, we had to transition pretty quick and get a smart car. So it's been a lot of sort of things to learn, right? Everything's trial and error. Had you owned a business before? No, this is my first business. And like going into it, whatever your, your concept of what it would be, how does it compare to like your original idea? Um, but like you said, you went to school for it, right? I mean, no, I mean, I, my degrees were in accounting and finance. So okay. where the corporation I was working for, um, I did retail finance. So I was budgeting retail locations, which helped. Um, and I came in thinking, man, I'm the man. I got all this on the finance end of things. Things are going to work perfect. Like the cookie guy is so much different from what I originally thought it was going to be. Um, I'm trying to think back other than hey, the, the mainstay that's worked was, you know, a new delivery was the only thing that, or shouldn't say the only thing, but the thing that gave me the best chance of success with it. Um, I mean, we, there's cookie stores out there. There's bakeries out there. Uh, bakeries are probably smarter than me because they have a ton of different baked goods, right? I'm just doing cookies. Um, but that delivery allows us to be an alternative to sending someone flowers um, and, you know, office meetings, client gifting, all of that kind of stuff. So that has been what has stayed the same, but there's a big educa like consumer education piece because Victoria didn't have anyone that delivered baked goods at the time um, with the exception of, um, you know, wholesale getting delivered to their outlets. Yeah. Do you, do you ever do any like combination of cookies with flowers? Have you ever done anything? Yeah. So we have a great relationship with Poppy's Floral Art. Uh, they're in the atrium building down on, I think that's actually where we, that's where we took the stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, with you and Mike and Joe. Um, so you can buy our cookies on their website. Um, and then for holidays, um, we carry their little mini bouquets, which are like awesome. They have them year round. Um, I think they take um, kind of like the leftover clippings of flowers and make these awesome little mini bouquets. Um, so for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, um, other, you know, smaller holidays across the calendar, we'll add those to our website for people to order and send with the, send with the cookies. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, is there any flavors that stand out as being like totally crazy? Like, is there one flavor that stands out like a feature or something? Yeah. I mean, not crazy, but like our mini egg cookies are like, people call them crack cookies, right? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we, how many, I think the most we've, of mini eggs, when we had the two locations going, we went through 80 kilograms of mini eggs. Wow. This year with just one location, I think we're at 65 kilograms of mini eggs. Like it's just insane. Um, and like they are, they're, they're so good. Like, so it's noticeable. Like people are like all about that one. Oh yeah. It's like the second I do an Instagram put, like if we decide right now that we wanted to put up a post of a mini egg cookie tonight, um, like I would be ripped on for not having them tomorrow. Like absolutely ripped Your on. Social media is really good, by the way, I got to say. Thank you. I, I'm, we're getting better at it. Like it's not something that I do. Like I do it all on my own. Um, Danielle, my manager is doing a little bit of it now too. Um, it's not something that I'm accustomed to doing a lot, but it's I'm definitely getting more comfortable with it. And uh, thank you. Appreciate no, it, it's, that. it's true. I mean, and it's so important in 2020. Oh, for sure. Um, like this late night thing, you, you had a, a piece of it. Um, this weekend, um, and just like people sharing that and just getting it out, like it, being able to interact with people online and them knowing your customers knowing like, 
hey, I can at the cookie guy and they're either going to respond, share, like, do something with it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's huge. Like customers appreciate that. Um, and more than anything is like sharing someone's post that they tag the cookie guy. That's like the biggest thank you that you can really do. Like, right. They want, they take an awesome photo. They want the world to, or their followers and friends to see it. Um, the fact that I appreciate that photo, I want to throw it on our own Instagram. Like that's, that's a thank you. Right. I think that's a special thing that social media has allowed us to do. And I thought the, uh, the card that you included for that delivery yeah. was really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a play on something. I was, you know, people had been asking for late night stuff and I was like, okay, what's something catchy you can do? And it was just like sweet dreams. Love the cookie guy. Right. Um, actually you got a card right next to you there. Um, but yeah, it's just a quick sweet dreams. It's got a cookie as a moon. Um, and you know, it, it, it says on the inside of the card, I guess that's an insert that you have there, but on the inside of the cards that we're sending out, um, it says, Hey, this is something new we're trying. We don't know if it's going to work, but if you love this experience at the cookie guy, um, underscore YYJ on Twitter or Instagram, and we want to hear about it and we want to share it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like when you were resharing the stories people were putting up that, that first night was like, you were slammed because there was a ton of them. Yeah. No, I mean, it was well-received. Um, and again, that's like the special part of Victoria is people love the local businesses here in Victoria. And we, we feel that every day. You have a, I mean, you are trying, it's a trial right now for that, right? Yeah. I mean, I see it going regardless through the summer months, at least Thursday to Saturday. Um, if it continues being as busy going forward, we want to open up Tuesday to Saturday. Um, Sunday and Monday are typically slower days for us and just makes more sense to do that Tuesday to Saturday. So yeah, if it's, it's well received, um, but we want to we want to go full on with it. And it's until 10 p.m. Right? Or are you going to do it later? Um, so again, if, if we are doing it, like right now, it's 6 p.m. to t- 10 p.m. because we typically close at six. Um, if we keep selling a lot, we'll we'll go to midnight if people are buying them. Um, yeah, that shift comes in at you know five five thirty, so they could go to two thirty if they if people are buying them. Yeah, can you imagine? But, I mean, it'd be amazing. I mean, I guess, I don't know how bar, are bars open right now? Imagine getting out of the I, bar and having like a delivery at your house at like 1 a.m. with cookies. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. I think Fiamo's the only one, or maybe Darcy's is open till 2, too, but okay. Fiamo's and Darcy's. That'd be so ridiculous. Yeah. So you're saying earlier that um, you're going to do a gym, bar. a bar, or cookies. Yeah. How have you found like working out during COVID? Um, so I go to a local CrossFit gym. Okay. Um, Which one? And crossfit lolo okay yeah they're down there on store street kind of wharf and store um they had to shut down there for a little bit so um for a while i wasn't doing anything um i was working 12 hours a day in here basically only eating cookies um i was gonna I, say are you sick of cookies right now no i, I honestly like i get that question all the time yeah. and i could eat them every day i love um, it yeah I'm, I'm choosing not to right now because because I was working those 12 hours days eating only cookies, uh, not working out and then getting home and usually having a bud heavy. Um, I decided it was time to go on a keto diet to try to lose a little bit of weight. Okay. So that's the strategy. That's the strategy. Okay. And so has that, the keto has been hard for you? Uh, yeah, the first week was pretty rough. I mean, it's no, basically no carbs, no sugar. And when you eat a lot of cookies, it's tough to not have carbs and sugar. And do you do those exogenous ketones? What's that? I think what it is, is it's something you can take, like, let's say you had some pasta or, or cookies or something. Yeah. You can take this thing and I think it puts you back into ketosis like right away. Yes. So I was, this is a funny story. Um, I was at Costco and I saw these keto pills. I was like, what's this? 
and it was like two bottles for I want to say it was like 16 bucks or something. I was like, I'm just going to get them, not knowing what they were, bring them home, uh, show the girlfriend, and she Googles it right away. And I was like, keto for women. And I was like, wait, what? It doesn't say this anywhere on the box, but you Google the brand and everything. It was keto for women pills. Um, I was like, well, why is it just for women? Like, I couldn't find any research on it. Um, so yeah, I've been taking those with my girlfriend. Okay. And how's that been? It's been? Um, it's been good. I mean, I think we were in, in ketosis before we started taking those pills. Cause that was like week four or so. Um, but now we've been kind of throwing those into the mix. Uh, and we, we had a pizza this weekend. So that was really nice. Oh, how good was that? It was, yeah. Where'd it, you get it from? Uh, we went, it was, it was pretty late. So we just did Domino's and I'm like slightly embarrassed to say that, but Domino's is Domino's for a reason. Yeah. It's, it, there's a time and a place for everything. I would have much rathered like a Prima Strada or a standard pizza or even Fiamo, um, from Victoria, but it was pretty late. So. There's um there's a new place at the Oak Bay Beach Hotel called Faro. I saw that, but yeah. I forgot about it. Be a good one to go. They to. they crush. There's one actually. Do they deliver? Uh, I don't know. I think that they might be one of the delivery services. Okay. I'm not sure, but like with that pizza, you want to eat that in like there. Yeah. Because it it doesn't travel well. I don't gotcha. think. Yeah, it's like a Neapolitan yes, style. Yes, exactly. So yeah, they lose their heat pretty quick. But I mean, with that said, sorry, I should say that they they do give you instructions to reheat it at your house. Okay. So you you definitely can do that, but for me. Um, there's a lot of foods that I think you just like you ideally you want to eat it like right away. Yeah. And, um, with their stuff, actually, if you ask for the ice cube pizza, ice cube pizza, he'll make one where he puts ice cubes in the center of the thing and he cooks it. So the bottom of the thing is crispy, but like the top is kind of doughy. So the thing it reminded me of was, uh, you ever had crazy bread at little like, Caesars. Yeah. Little Caesars crazy yeah. bread. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I haven't had that in, I don't know how long, 15 years, but it was like, if you took crazy bread and you made it to the, like extreme level of like the best possible rendition of crazy bread it was that interesting so if that sounds good I've, I've, it sounds fantastic yeah i've never heard of ice cube pizza so this is like a brand new thing so i'll definitely go try that yeah it was i i would highly recommend that okay um but so the crossfit's back open now though crossfit's back open um i've been back at it i, I didn't jump right back in um mostly because i was a little nervous too in the sense that i was in bad shape and I didn't want to like go and pass out or something in front of the rest of the class right away. Um, but they're doing small classes right now. And yeah, I started back up a week or two ago and it was, it was hard to get back into it, man. So do you feel back sort of back into it now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like the legs are hurting. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 there's something about that when like you have a hard time sitting down or <laughs> did you, did you have that after you got back? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I think the first day I got back, we were doing squats to like 95% of what your like one rep max is. And, oh, really? And I dropped it by like 60 to 65 pounds. I was like, this is my new one rep max. I'm only going to 95% of that. And they were like, yeah, that's pretty smart to do. Um, but yeah, my, my, my legs, front, back, glutes, everything hurt for a good five days. About. Yeah. Were you like, doing like the, the stiff legged, like, yeah, for sure. sure. Do you, ever... and, you know, the worst part is like standing up from sitting. Right? Yes. Like you're, you're just sitting there and then you stand up and you're just like, oh, like this is. For me, it's the sitting down part. Okay. I get kind of like, I don't know what degree that is, but I just have to fall the rest of the way. I can't actually like sit down properly. <laughs> I just kind of fall into the chair and it yeah, hurts. Well, I hope you have like a cushiony chair. Oh yeah. All right. But good. it's like, it's like this feeling of, oh, I did something. Yeah. Do you do CrossFit? Uh, no. What do you do? I just, I just do general, um, more high intensity stuff. Okay. But not, not actual CrossFit. Gotcha. Cause like, what's the... For something to be CrossFit, is it that you're just doing a whole bunch of different movements 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's based on like a combination of Olympic weightlifting, um, gymnastics, and then they always say a third one, but I forget what it is. But like, it's all like it's all like the hit workouts, like the high intensity stuff. And regardless if you're doing the weightlifting or you know a cardio type of movement, like your heart's going, your lungs are at capacity. And what's cool about it, like. I think it gets a bit of a bad vibe sometimes. Um, I, I, well, it had some controversial stuff, but I think the owner of CrossFit just like stepped down because he was kind of messing things up. Over there. I think a lot of CrossFit gyms dropped the CrossFit name. Actually, it might not even be CrossFit Lolo now. I think it might be Lolo um, Bar Club. I think they dropped the CrossFit name because he, was, uh, he wasn't he was saying good things, people. He needs to say better things. Okay. Um, but anyways, it's they scale everything down. So if you're not comfortable with like a barbell on your shoulders to do squats, they hand you a couple of dumbbells. Um, and the guys at Lolo, like um, Adam uh, and Kelsey are the owners. Adam is a guy that was like going to the CrossFit Games this year. Um, he decided not to because of some of the CrossFit stuff that was going on. Um, but they're such good coaches and good at scaling things down. Uh, they're attentive. Like it's that's that was the draw to me. And it's it's... It's a, a team atmosphere, which is cool. So like when you first go in there, do they do sort of an assessment to see like where you're at? Yeah. So they've got like a beginner class. Yeah. Um, so you go in, they teach you all the movements. Um, and yeah, they make sure that you're like very, very sound on your movements before you're ever doing anything heavy. And so you said there was a bit of a, bit of a decline, obviously um, having a bit of a break. Yeah. Like I can't imagine, I haven't really exercised since October. Oh boy. So like I was, I was like back before I went to Japan back with all this stuff and i don't know where i would be right now if i try to do it again i don't know you know you just gotta you gotta ease into it yeah um yeah i mean i'm, I'm no i'm no fitness freak like I don't, I don't well you look like you're in pretty good shape regardless but i don't think either of us would ever claim to be a fitness freak but yeah i definitely don't you know. i i do do like so when you're doing it do you go do you get really intense yeah i mean i, I played competitive tennis going up so growing up so everything i do i like i try to do at my very best so um, it's very humbling because you're like, I'm going to do my very best. And the guy next to you is like lifting, you know, twice as much as you. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't care that he's lifting twice as much as me. Right. He's, he's focused on himself. I'm focused on myself. He sees me struggling. He's like, let's go. You got this. Keep going. That yeah. type of thing. Right. And that's the atmosphere they have yeah, at that it's, place. It's all based around community and like building each other up. I think Lolo stands for love on lift on. Mm. Um, and they're all about community. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I have been hard on my buddies at times when I work out with them. Yeah. Cause like I try and like really push them cause I'm willing to go to like that, that extra like 50% past a hundred. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and people just think I'm crazy when they work out with me sometimes. Yeah. I, I read something, I think I was reading about an ultra marathoner. Um, and the science behind it is when your body starts saying it's ready to give up, we've only like actually used like, I think it's like 30 or 40% of our total capacity. Is that David Goggins? It might've been. Yeah. yeah. But like at 30 or 40% of our total capacity is when our brain says, I think he hey. says 40%. Yeah. It's like, Hey, it's time to give up. And it's like, no, you can, you can keep going. You can go way I, further. I like hundred percent of the time listen to my brain though. Like, so you just stop. Well, I mean, like I get through the workout or until like time lapses. And then I just like lie on the floor and wait until i feel better well that lying on the floor part it, like that feels incredible it does when yeah. it does get to that stage and you have to do it yeah there's nothing better that and the shower afterwards <laughs> yeah. the shower afterwards yeah. is like that's heavenly yeah absolutely um yeah no the place where i learned about that was at innovative fitness okay yeah. they, they had sponsored mike and i um with uh training for three months okay so shout out to liam um that's there and he yeah he taught me that like 
Yeah, that forty percent is real. Like it's, it's that, nuts that our brains, like our body, works that way. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's just over time. You, if you, if you're conscious of it, you can really just start slowly raising that limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I found stuff. There's always another level of things. Like there was. Uh, do you eat sushi? Um, I I do. I'm not the biggest fish eater, um, but if I have a few drinks into me, like sushi's game on. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why that is. But then you just enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. Yeah. But there was like, uh, there's bluefin tuna. I don't know if you've ever had bluefin tuna. I have, yeah. But like, I'd never had it and I'd had tons and tons of tuna. I love spicy tuna. And when I had the bluefin tuna, I had two different um, bluefin tuna from two different countries. Okay. And like the step of bluefin tuna versus regular tuna, like there's a huge step. There's a massive jump. But even between those two types of bluefin, there was a massive jump between the two types of bluefin. So it just kind of like recalibrated. It added like 30% to the top of what, what sushi was for me. Interesting. It's really wild. Like it, I think that's the case with anything. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it was, it was a super interesting experience. Was that while you were in Japan? That was not, no. No, that was here? That was here. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was at, um, that was at Fudo. Okay. Have you been to... I haven't yet. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. I haven't had it. Yeah, they do a really good job. It's the same owners as uh, Artisan Bistro and Little Thai and um, Fo Halong. I'll put that on the late night sushi list after a few drinks. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't toured all the sushi places just because of that, you know, I eat it when I drink type of thing. Do you have favorite restaurants in town? I do. Um, I am, I'm very habitual. Um, and even like the restaurants I go to, it's typically like two to three items that I know, like I go there for those items. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's beginning to again, open up to where like, I'm starting to like, see more restaurants now but um yeah through this phase one phase two it was uh it was tough cooking on my own a lot yeah yeah like right now to be honest i don't really feel comfortable even sitting in at a restaurant okay right now for yeah. for my for me personally yeah yeah I'm, I'm on the other end of the spectrum of that um i've felt that everywhere that i have gone they've done it well yep um you know you, you go into some places where you know everyone's masked up um you go into some places where they're masked up if they that's their comfort level um, I feel like Victoria's doing a good balance of it so far. Yeah, I think with COVID, I mean, shout out to Bonnie Henry. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Bonnie Henry's done an amazing job. Absolutely. Um, the place that I did go and eat at, which was at Nowhere, um, I want to say that's in my top three dining experiences of all time. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And that was that was a couple weeks ago. Okay. What did you have? They So they have a, a, um, a tasting menu. They call it Today's Best Things. Okay. And it was a nine-course meal for 70 bucks, and it just... I mean, they had a spot prawn ceviche on a, a house-made almond macaron. So that was like, that was one of the dessert um, dishes. But they just, they had Wagyu beef. I don't know if you ever had that. I haven't. Not, not to my knowledge anyways, but. It, they yeah. had that there. Um, and it just, I don't know. Have you been to nowhere or no, Hank's? No, I haven't. No, I've been to Hank's, but okay, I haven't been to nowhere. Same owners. Okay. Yeah. Hank's does it well. Yeah. And it's like they're a small little space there. So are they even open right now? They're not open. Yeah, well, they, no, sounds... sorry. They are open, they but are. it's only takeout. Okay. You yeah. can't eat in there. Okay. But they're, I mean, they've, they've added a lot of things to the menu and they're, they're crushing it. Yeah. Like, they, did, they did a bit of a, a menu shift from their original opening, didn't they? They used like, to be barbecue. Yeah. They, used, they started barbecue and now they've gone. Is it more like farm to table then now or? I mean, it, it's interesting. That place is, they, they use such high quality ingredients. But they guess they get stuff from all over, and there's definitely farm to table. Like I've been there, and they they went to the Moss Street Market. They got a bunch of vegetables, and they just made um, like ravioli with all the stuff from the Moss Street Market. Oh, sweet! 
I think it was ravioli. And they like, so it could be anything there. Okay. They just get a bunch of crazy, crazy ingredients. And they're like, okay, we're just, let's, let's do this with it. That's the true chef's dream. Like you open a restaurant and put the ingredients in front of me or go and pick my ingredients. And that's my menu for the night. I was talking to one guy that used to work there and he said, working there, it's kind of like working in a bar fight where it's just like, it's just crazy stuff happening all the time. But they, the, the dishes they do are insane. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely insane. So I shout out to Nowhere and, uh, and Hanks. And Hanks and they're doing yeah. takeout. Yeah. Hanks is doing takeout. Yeah. Sweet. So do you have any, uh, any future plans for the cookie guy? Anything coming up other than the late night delivery? Um, yeah, I mean, late night delivery is the big focus. Um, I would love for us to get a spot open in Vancouver. Um, I'm always looking. Um, so you want to make you know, that jump? Yeah, I do. I mean, Victoria, you know what? We're at like between 300, 350,000 people here, um, you know, and it, it's done well. Um, you know, it's done better than I ever expected. Um, but what we do is very scalable. It's repeatable. Um, and I think we do really well in Vancouver. I think people would uh, welcome us and uh, really enjoy what we do. Um, Has that been on your mind sort of the whole time? Yeah. I mean, I think it really started um, being on my mind when I first opened our uptown location. So our second location, um, I was wanting to do Vancouver, but I just couldn't find anything that size wise was working at the time. Um, and that early on, it was going to be a really big risk. Like, I mean, we were a year and a half in at that point. And if I had jumped to Vancouver, split my time back and forth, it would have been, would have, I probably would have gone crazy to be honest. Um, so didn't do it. Um, I've always, I'm always browsing the listings in Vancouver and if that perfect spot comes up. Um, I'll jump on it. That's awesome. Yeah. So that would, that would be awesome to be able, be able to be over there. I got my fingers crossed for you. You're, you're going to do it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. It's, it's gonna just, happen. it's just going to be right space, right time. So if people want to find out more about the cookie guy, yeah. where can they go? I mean, the best way to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, and then our website, uh, the cookie Uh, you place your order there, your full menus there. Um, you know, we got everything on that menu from cookies, ice cream. We deliver jugs of coffee. We deliver grinded coffee or whole bean coffee from Cafe Fantastico. Um, yeah. That's and you've made cookies with their beans, right? Um, have you ever done that? We have. Um, we haven't done it in about a year and a half. Our espresso ice cream, like it's real espresso in that ice cream. Like we, we pull a shot every time, a shot of espresso and, oh, really? and we pour, pour it in for every batch um we haven't done a uh we did a double chocolate coffee cookie we haven't done that in a while that might be uh if you do that please tag me so i can come in and buy one yeah i'll for buy sure. a few that, i won't buy one that'll be a fall cookie okay. i'll probably wait till september maybe november september is pumpkin spice that's another one that people go crazy for oh yeah pumpkin spice if yeah. you if you have that there's like that's that's a whole like culture in itself yeah it's it is a culture. It is 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's I a, mean, yeah. was it, it started a Starbucks that started that, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, what is it? PSL, pumpkin spice latte. That's yeah. They, I think they have a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag PSL. <laughs> so if you're looking for more of what I'm doing, you can go to uh, vicfoodguys.ca. And um, yeah. So yeah. And I, I got to I gotta give you a shout out because you do so well with everything you do. You are a strong supporter of us local businesses that are in food um and there's really a big difference between what you do and um other accounts i see out there in canada just in general like you care about the food you care about the business 
um and you come in and you're like genuinely like hey how's it going right now so thank you for that uh that means a lot thank thank you very much the first time you came in was like weekend two of what we were doing and you're like hey i just heard about you i just wanted to see what's going on are you guys doing okay um and it's it's nice to have you know the the foodie support you consider yourself a foodie yeah Yeah. i used to hate that word and i well hate's a strong word but i i i don't know I'll, yeah. I'll go with it. I mean, the, the support that you give out there to local businesses just to, you know, shine a, a light on them for a little bit, it uh, it goes a long way. So thank you. I appreciate that. And that's something I take, uh, I think, a lot of pride in and how I've, I mean, originally, I mean, Mike was with me for the first three years. Yeah. And it's how we were able to navigate sort of, there's a lot of stuff that's really interesting when you're doing this, the decisions you have to make. Absolutely. Like, do, do you start taking money or do you start charging people for things? Which, I mean, I've, I've never got a cent for anything. Yeah. Um, and I, that gives me a lot of happiness inside is knowing that I don't owe anybody anything, but I want to give you and do as much for you as I can. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that speaks to the fact that you actually love what you're doing. Right. Um, and people who love what they're doing, they do a lot better at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the fact that I can come in here, sit down with you and have a conversation. Yeah. I love it. And now more people are going to like, if they haven't met you now, maybe they'll sort of see your personality, you know? I hope so. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I'll see you all next Tuesday.